Philistines. Well, no, who. now I'm fucking mad that we missed out. How did they even start? Fletcher said, what, Pikmin something? Fletcher, Spencer, I told oh, you it should always be recording. Pikmin's model airplane. Yeah. Once again, Spencer's decided to censor the podcast. Pikmin's model airplane. That's right, because then it led into the whole, like, German autism thing. And yeah. Okay. Another elaborate bit that will never see the light of day because Thanks the truth is not recorded. If you watch the episodes in reverse order, it starts to make sense. No, the interesting thing is actually if you play these episodes in reverse, you hear me shilling for the CIA and telling people <laughs> to enlist in the Navy. Unfortunately, because of our incredibly small listener base and the fact that I'm not traditionally trained as a hypnotist, I'm more of a self-taught kind of guy, it hasn't picked up yet. It's worked on me. Well, Spencer, there we go. We got one. Butcher, you're never going to enlist. You're too weak and scrawny. You're right. That is true. Perfect for the Navy. They would force me to Two work out. Two trained hypnotists? Well, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not classically trained. Connor actually got his degree. Yep, went to Juilliard. Yeah, but he only got his bachelor's. <laughs> you know, at Juilliard, there's an interesting thing. Besides just teaching singing, dancing, and lying to get executive producer blackmail, they actually teach you several forms of deep-seated hypnosis, Madre. It's all a performance. You see, well, first, it involves an active audience, which, like what we have here, a captive audience. Because once you start a podcast, there's no way you can stop. You can't spell captive without active. There you go. I like that, Connor. See, that's the kind of traditional hypnotist training that I could have used in my upbringing. Look I'm, at Fletcher now. He's brainless. He's a fool. This is why the CIA stopped in the first place. Do you think there are any long-term effects for doing this to him? I wouldn't be too Madre, concerned. did he just call me brainless? No, that's the hypnosis, but Oh, okay. Fletcher actually was a deep-seated assassin for the Russian government. Unfortunately, when they called him up, much like the rest of their traditional weapons, it was messed up from years of lack of constant upkeep. Sentinel. So, yeah, he, he's also a drug addict. But I'm going to say top assassin in his prime, drug addict, so he's still above the average everyman. Remind me again, Fletcher, where do you get your fentanyl? So anyway, there was this one day that I was <laughs> John Wick, and then oh. I killed a bunch of people, and everybody loved me the end. So about that hypnotism having some long-term <laughs> effects, Connor, fortunately, I think we are in the clear. And it's just all short-term, right? Welcome to Remedial Lit, the only podcast that tricks you into listening and keeps you there through years and years of training that Connor received and I can mooch off if of. If you turn off this podcast now, you too can be saved. It's not too late. So now... Like I said last week, guys, we're going to do the X-Hex. And then Aww. I spent three weeks not listening to it. I actually started it, stopped, started it, stopped, and put it off for a while because, frankly, this was the hardest book to get through that I have ever done. Wait, a glowing actually, recommendation. Remind me, when, when did you finish listening to it, Spencer? Approximately 15 <laughs> minutes ago, yes. That's why I had the headphones on while I was cooking dinner. You got me. Uh, but it, you know, it, I mean, it's fresh in my mind, Connor. And so that way, it's like I get to experience it with you guys. How does Would, it end? Well, we're going to get to that part eventually, Fletcher. Would you say Maybe. it's a good pain, Spencer? Uh, I wouldn't say it's even painful, because pain implies some kind of active participation, and several times I actually had to go back and listen through whole chapters again, because I found out that I just kind of forgotten to pay attention. So, like I was saying, Lindsay Sterling, who also writes under a different pen name, it's like, well, Ra I hope so. it's like Rachel something, she apparently specializes in paranormal romance. I didn't realize... Yeah, Rachel Sterling. That, Sterling. No, 
Aaron Sterling. Aaron Sterling. Aaron Sterling. Lindsay Rachel. Sterling's a violinist. Yeah, she also writes as Rachel Hawkins. And I'm going to say, I don't know how she has multiple books in this series. The X-Hex, The Kiss Curse, and The Wedding Wish. And I only assume each one gets progressively worse because it goes from 140,000 ratings to 30,000 ratings to 11 ratings. <laughs> oh, now, now, granted, that no. last one, it, it, they're probably early release copies because it is expected to release in 2024. But I'm just going to assume that that's, that's the total number of people that are going to read it like Period. as final. You got one of those copies, right, Spencer? Because you're such an avid fan well let's just say i started reading it and put it down and i definitely intend to get back to it at some point but i was going through connor because i kept finding other x-based hex pun books as i was looking for this one uh we have not your ex's hexes what in the hex and i was looking at those two and my friend actually said oh spencer no i read those yeah do the x-hex it's way better those other <laughs> ones are terrible Judging by the vocal fry, that must be one of your old army buddies. <laughs> nah, this one is a uh, girl that likes to recommend romance to me. And I, I can stomach romance, Madre, as I think we've discovered. I'm, like, not totally averse to it. The issue here is that the romance in this book makes both the characters seem like sociopaths. They have zero interaction with the main plot, which involves the death of an entire town uh, as, like, a final consequence they don't seem terribly worried about. So let's just dive right in here. We have the X-Hex, starting with a girl crying about her mean boyfriend who broke up with her. This girl is like 19 or 20 at Can the time. Can we guess the boyfriend's name? Yeah, go ahead. Is no. it like Since J- I told you weeks ago what it was. <laughs> Spencer, I wasn't paying attention Those are then. book names. John Baker. I'm going to guess Darren. No, it's never anything that simple. <laughs> yeah, it's John like, Baker and Darren. It's always like multisyllabic. Like, go, go ahead, Madre. Multisyllabic oh, wait, is this, palindrome. Is this my the, least favorite character. Is this like the Reese one? Like Reese Witherspoon or something? No. No, Reese was one of them because Reese was in both books, this one and So the it's other. not Witherspoon, but his last name is multisyllabic, as Madre pointed out. <laughs> Best of luck. We got Reese Penhollow. Yeah. Oh Penhollow. <laughs> yeah, so they're in the town of Graves Glen, Georgia. Good old Triple G. And uh, so Vivi, who is the main character, she is with her cousin Gwen, and she is in the bathtub surrounded by candles, heartbroken that her boyfriend of two months just broke up with her. It was an intense two months, and they were clearly meant for each other, except until they broke up. Uh, and so actually, she broke up with him, but she's still sad about it because she had to. He was a dick. And, What'd he do? Uh, so he said, yeah, my parents are putting me like in an arranged marriage. There's not like really a whole lot I can do about this. I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, I'm working on getting out of it. I'd love to talk to you some more about it. And then she broke up with him because he rudely dropped that on her, Fletcher. What kind of monster would do that? Well, That's he thought it was a good time to bring it up, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe he'll think about it more in the future. Yeah, hide your secrets and bury them until they poison you and wither your soul. Connor, when you're dealing with magic users, I actually recommend keeping most secrets. Like your name, your social security number, your blood type. Because that's just have, identity theft. Is, is that not what magic is? Fun fact, though, Connor, if you don't have a soul, it can't be poisoned. Yeah, if you don't have a soul, you can't have your identity stolen. That's a little secret the banks don't tell you about. I cracked the code with Madre a couple weeks back. <laughs> after, you... after he requested all of my like birth documentation and passport info, he clarified some details for me. Now I'm protected against wizards. Is that how you become a banking elite? <laughs> your routing numbers could be lottery numbers, too, Connor. Any day now, I'm <laughs> 
due for a win. So Vivi, she's saying, oh, it's horrible. I was also raised as a normie. So until I was oh, 16. The I slurs. <laughs> they kick in real quick with these books, don't they? It is Georgia. Dude, that one was fast. It was fast. <laughs> and so they're talking and she's saying, oh, it's so horrible. Maybe we should curse him. And uh, then Gwen, her cousin, is like, yeah, that sounds like a fun idea. We'll do a fake curse since we're both fake. actual real witches with actual real magic. It'll be like a fun little thing. It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> so what they do is they light a candle and then they start calling upon the spirits of the earth and air and saying, oh, and we curse you, Reese Penhollow, to always have bad hair and a dick that doesn't work. And we hope that you'll never be able to find the clitoris they give him and ED. that you get fat. And then they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then like Vivi stumbles and accidentally kicks over part of the salt circle and the candle flares up with a massive ring of fire. The windows burst open and they're like, that wasn't real witchcraft though. We didn't say any magic words or anything. So I think everything's going to be a-okay. Can't you just magic it away, though? Well, magic doesn't quite work like that. Fletcher, Is it going to be that this curse gets them out of the arranged marriage and th therefore makes it easier for them to get together? <laughs> no, because next we have a time skip of about seven to eight years. Aww. What? <laughs> I'm sure that nothing wrong has happened to him in that time frame. Do you think he's married happily? Well, it's weird because there's actually like an implied series of bad luck that follows him around, but they just never talk about it. So I don't know if he's just unlucky or if that was actually part of the curse. So Reese Penhollow, he's in Wales, by the way. He's a Welshman, which she like found very attractive. And he, what is his job, went, do you think? They went from Georgia to Wales? Wait, he's coming back to Georgia. Don't worry. We're not going to fucking mess around in this dumb town in Wales. That'd be ridiculous. We're going to mess around in a dumb town in Georgia, which is an entirely different and applicable setting to the American magic story, Connor. Is it? Yeah, why not? Sure. And he's running a travel agency. So he's like, oh no, all of my clients, they had a mysterious storm appear right as they were trying to vacation. I'll get it fixed, though, because I'm an excellent travel agent. Uh, you're going to fix the storm? He's going to power through the curse with hard work. Well, I'm not actually going to use magic to fix it. What I'm going to do is just move around their vacation recommendations and reservations, Madre, which is a power equal to, if not greater than the most powerful sorcerers. Oh, God, he's a scheduler. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's going off to his hometown, wherein they have the Pin Hollow Manor, which is a spooky old castle that sits on top of a hill. He has his own manor? It's the family manor, Fletcher. And he works as a travel agent, you said? Well, yeah. Okay, so he has his own travel agency and he's based out of London, Madre. What? It's, yeah, so he's driving Why back to meet his family. he his business out of Georgia, where he lives? He doesn't live in Georgia. He was, oh, I'm sorry. He was visiting at the time because their family, the Penhollows, they founded the town of Graves Glen. And uh, then and, they left? And then they also founded the university called Penhaven University. But he had a girlfriend that was in Georgia. He met her while he was there and he was so ridiculously charming she fell for him in a very short amount of time yeah like i said two to he, three months he's cursed What's okay. say? so sure. it's englishman that came to georgia welshman connor welshman they get sensitive about that to kind of georgia thing. yes found a town and went home he didn't found the town he it was his family that founded the it. the family founded the town and left it's not that complicated <laughs> they decided, <laughs> story. They decided that georgia wasn't good enough for them well is connor, that it you're <laughs> forgetting about the important fact that they also founded a university yeah Penhaven, where they have magical classes they don't let normies know about and he was there studying magic Magic, except he actually he was slacking off and having tons of sex. So wait, he knows how to do magic too. Yeah, he's also a witch. Oh, 
also he's in on the bit. Yeah, he's a witch as well. Everyone you run into in this story is basically a witch, actually. Um, so they're in a spooky mansion, and his brother, <laughs> Wells, he runs the bar in town that apparently nobody goes to except for tourists because the town hate them because they know that they're witches. Ha! Wait, so if everybody knows they're witches, then what's the point of keeping the normies out of the university then? Th- that's in a separate <laughs> country, Fletcher. Oh, you okay. Have- We're in Wales right now. His brother is running the bar, and he says, hey, dad wants to see you. You screw up. Our other brother is off on a mountain trip Uh-oh. right now talking with some- Introducing too many characters. And we're going to- Well, anyway, you have to go talk to dad. So he waddles up to the old family mansion- In Wales, Georgia. <laughs> and then he opens the damn doors, and it's like a Beauty and the Beast-style castle with enchanted furniture and spooky oil Who's paintings. Who's the beauty? The handsome Reese Penhollow. I was going to say it's Is the, he it's handsome though? Duster. Because I thought he had like bad hair or something. And the beast in this scenario is his evil father who is in the, I don't know, organ room slash library looking at fucking chopped up magical relics. Is he evil or is he just morally ambiguous? Well, Fletcher, he has a very spooky book of dark magic grimoires. That's where's good the, enough for me. Where's the mother? We Dad. never meet her. We never meet they her. They never mention her. Oh, is she coming back too as another super special witch? Like last they, book? They never mention the mother. All we know is that his dad didn't like Reese because he sucks at basically everything. Is that before or after he was cursed? Before and after. It didn't, right. The curse actually didn't change too much. <laughs> it gave him an excuse. <laughs> he says, my son, you must go to Georgia. And I can't do my own accent right now, but just imagine I'm speaking as if I would normally, which is in Welsh. Uh, you're a pin hollow, and yes, you're a screw-up, but your bloodline makes you superior. Oh. We are warlocks, after all. So go and recharge the ley lines for reasons that I will not explain to you currently or ever. How does he do so, that? So they're like plumbers? Yeah, we just gotta r- lay down some new ley line here. <laughs> Maybe upgrade the gauge Connor, wait, you you called 411 before doing this, right? We gotta get... We're the gas lines right now. No, no. This is America, Spencer. It's 114. You dumb fuck, Connor. <laughs> just look right there. That's a... You see the fucking flag? You can't put a ley line right there. I told the zoning board that the permit's gonna get changed. It's all well above board, sir. Uh, yeah, you're going to need a road bore for this ley line. That's, that's about three lanes of highway you're going to need to cross. Oh, yeah, just... well, oh, this is just fucking great. Oh, what's that, Madre? You said you can't fix my ley line in the next three weeks? Oh, well, oops, I just cut it. Now I need you to get out here today. Uh, denial of service. Uh, Madre, can I just aug it instead? <laughs> just aug the road. <laughs> and so we must go to Georgia, my son. And by we, I mean you. And in Georgia, we have Vivi who is now working at the college as a history professor. She never left academia. What a failure. And I don't know how she's a professor because it sounds like she's also still like a grad student or something. I don't know. Uh, T.A. She teaches classes for the normies because she thinks that the witches are uppity. I mean, she also is uppity. And her cousin Gwen and their Aunt Elaine, they run the local witch shop in town, which it sells kitschy little knickknacks and doodads, I oh, think is the official term. are they also scamming people yeah. with fixing items are that they break like again? Yeah, they're breaking break their modem and then fixing it with magic. Okay, no, they don't do that, but they 
do actually cast charms on customers, as is confirmed. Uh, so there's the potential. Are they negative charms? Uh, no, it's just the stuff to uh, like drive people away from the magical corners of their shops. It, so normally this spell it causes a deep-seated fear, anxiety, panic attacks, oh. depression, <laughs> penis not working for five hours, death, suicidal thoughts, and ideation. But they turned it down, so now it just drives people away to certain corners of their shop, which I suppose is no worse than putting lost leaders at the edge of the aisles. So are they any more corrupt than, say, Walmart? Listen, we're just going to inject this SRI into you as soon as you walk through the door, and you'll be fine. Magical SRI, Connor. That way it's... Yeah, it infects the After soul. all, there's no law against casting magic on people to make them buy my crap, is there? No magical... I feel like there should be magical laws for that. Where do I petition? We actually don't have any kind of governing body besides the local witch council, which does not appear to bother us at all, because they're not even aware that Vivi, our cousin slash niece, is a witch, even though she works two blocks down from them. Madre, we need to get the initiative started. Uh, grassroots movement. So after a tough day of being a college professor, Vivi comes home and says, oh, I just feel so terrible. After all, it's Founders Day soon, and there's the possibility a pinhollow man will be showing up. And her cousin says, don't worry, I do tarot, so we can check out what the future is going to be. Wow. And don't the tower. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I made it myself. So I think they actually do pull the tower here. What? <laughs> it's okay, though. It's upside down or reverse <laughs> or at the bottom of the deck. I don't know. One of the good things. <laughs> I've pulled the fool. What does this do? They pull the fool, too. Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. I said no jokers in the deck. <laughs> oh, well, what's next? The, the Eight of Cups. The Emperor. The Emperor comes later, so Fletcher's yeah. on the roll. Damn. <laughs> okay, so now they do tarot, and it's cards that her cousin made herself and it's like and this one's you and this one's your ex-boyfriend that's weird and this one's disaster oh that's spooky but you know I, it could just be anything even though i just told you that i am a witch and i use actual real magic to make this actually read the future you made the card specific to the person and uh -huh. it still came up with this yeah it's it's just a there's, crazy there's no interpretation it that's literally what's gonna happen and she's like reese is the fool but don't worry there's no way they'd send that idiot back to town to recharge the ley lines and it cuts to Reese's car breaking down because ever since he entered town, his luck has turned even worse. Where like his car explodes basically, and he's walking. Ooh. Yeah, like his tires just pop, his engine breaks. He's walking like there's storm clouds following, and he's like, "My father's so mad, I took Muggle transportation instead of teleporting." What do they call it? It's not Muggles. No, he says Muggle transportation. They literally call yeah, it Muggles. They, 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 they reference Muggles? Harry Potter. They're self-aware witches. Oh. And he's like, oh, this is terrible. How could it get any worse? And then, like, Vivi's car comes swinging around the corner, and he has to jump into a ditch to avoid getting splattered. And she jumps out, and she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, it's you, my ex-boyfriend and love of my life, who I've obsessively Googled for nine years. You broke up with him! Because he was a dickbag, Connor. You know him for two months! Didn't she just figure out that her life's gonna turn to shit when she found her ex? Well, she finds him, and she says, uh, you look fine. I think you can walk from here. He's like, can I just get a ride up to my mansion, please? It's it's literally on your way. I it's my family estate. I'm a, trapped here. I have no cell phone. Could I just get? A, and she's like, ha ha, and drives away. <laughs> And this chapter is the survival portion, which we've trained extensively to cover. And then... Yeah, what's his tarot looking like, Mondre? Well, a lightning uh, bolt strikes nearby and it starts raining on him. It's but, not looking good. That kind of well, sucks. He's going up to the family summer home, which is, again, a big, creepy, spooky mansion on top of a mountain. Wait, you want to go to Georgia in summer? Wouldn't it be like a winter home? 
well, Connor, maybe they get summers off in England, and up there, maybe the, it's all reversed, so winter is hot and summer is cold. We don't know for certain. Yeah, but does that really make it summer, or does it make it fall, then? Well, that's a question for the British, Fletcher, something I don't think they'll be able to answer, <laughs> since currently they're too busy being cursed by rogue American witches. And yeah. The, but the, yeah. the next morning, <laughs> she does feel a little bad about it. She says, oh, I hope he was all right, I guess. That would have been bad if he like died or something. Vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> that would have reflected poorly on my character. Well, also, it's a little funky because the mayor shows up because the mayor is banging her cousin Gwen, and the mayor Jane is like, ah, oh no, where is the pin hollow guy since for some reason it's a tradition for them to show up once every 25 years and say our town is awesome that they founded and she's jittering back and forth because she's on 17 red bulls and they're like don't worry he's gonna be completely fine i saw him just last night yeah really close through my windshield do you die if you like reset the ley lines or something is that what you think happens, Fletcher? What do you something think, like that? What do you think the ley lines even matter? I'm guessing that's where like their magic comes from. You don't or even something. know what fucking ley lines are, do you? The true secret, Spencer, is that the magic was inside them all along. No, the only thing that's inside Vivi is multiple penises, as we're gonna find ooh. out. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, ooh, ooh. You're fine. Ooh. With, so dark ooh. magic doesn't turn your thoughts, but someone having sex, you're like, oh gosh, well, yeah, that truly is terrifying. Dark magic is cool. You could use that to I was, like. I was just following along with the story you were telling you implied that it was something to ooh about i was giving the response you desire magic is clean family friendly yeah <laughs> like the podcast you can i mean you can use dark magic for anything like using a panini press or <laughs> killing running somebody, somebody off the road <laughs> yeah you know, it's dumb, but Fletcher actually uses magic most closely to her. There's a big subplot here about Vivi not feeling confident as a witch. And so the only thing that she uses her magic for is to reheat tea. And they <laughs> explicitly say she doesn't even use it to clean her apartment because, quote, I saw that Mickey Mouse cartoon about the demonic brooms and it scared the bejesus out of me. Demonic? They were just animated. And because you said Mickey Mouse, you now owe Disney $10,000. Congratulations. Oh. I played myself right into their hands. Oh wait, I'm sorry. She, uh, it was a mouse-like wizard, Connor. I think we're I think we're in the clear module. Yeah, yeah. The the magician student or something. Something similar <laughs> to that. And so he's like, oh man, oh this really sucks. As he's like wandering into town for his dumb appearance he has to make. And he's like, oh Jesus. Uh, well. Things have finally turned around for me. I think it couldn't possibly get any worse. And he sees a... Stop saying Hit by a car again. Well, he sees a statue of like his ancestor that looks a lot like him. And he's joking around with people, having a good time. And he goes up to give a speech. And he barely gets out of the way as the statue falls over and nearly crushes him to death. And he's like, man, geez, ever since I got to this town, it's like I've been cursed or something. Yeah, it's like that statue was towering over me. (laughs) Do you think maybe I got... I don't know, cursed? Nah, Vivi wouldn't do that. I mean, like, it was in great terms, but I'm certain that she had a reasonable breakup where she didn't do anything rash or unpredictable. After all, she can only reheat tea with her magic. Yeah, it's not like she has some kind of secret power that she's been hiding that is going to have a horrible effect later on in the story. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, his his gift for prescience. And so Reese, he stops by their dumb shop and he's like, hey, do you guys have a scrying mirror so I can contact my father? I think that there may be something funny going on. And Gwen, the cousin, I mean, it just says, uh, you're a dick bag. What are you doing in our shop? It's been like, what do you said, eight years? Like li- literally a decade. <laughs> People don't get to change in 10 years. 
No. And so he called, he's like, fine, you idiot, who's also dumb. <laughs> Got him. And she's talking to her cat or whatever. And he wanders into the back where they keep the real magical grimoires. As she's like, so you guys just sell fake crap to tourists? They're like, yeah, that's how we make our living as witches, with access to actual real magic. We thought the best way to move forward would be to sell toys to people who visit a Salem knockoff once every year. You know, at least they're not scamming people. No, they're doing something worse, Fletcher. They're contributing to the death of the ecological system. All that plastic just sitting there in landfills. Is that the world you want to live in? It's the world I already live in. It sounds pretty dope, personally. (laughs) Well, Fletcher is sided with the witches. We have one more to hang when this is all done. He's a blight druid. You gotta give him. What? Fletcher, you you didn't tell us of your magical pedigree before starting this episode. Yeah, he sold a a Nurgle years ago. Wait, I'm a blight druid? You know what? You're well on the path to true wizardhood with that kind of attitude. (laughs) The blight started with the mind, you see. Asking questions is the first step of magic. The second is putting curses on people that they can't break. Which, Uh... Which step is the one about actually finding answers to help the world around you. Uh, well, for finding answers, you could contact your father through a magical scrying mirror. What if I just contacted a demon instead? Uh, that comes later. So, <laughs> the, the scrying mirror, they call up the dad, and he says, No, my son, of course you're not cursed. We pinhollow men were too virile, magically, of course, to ever be cursed by some lowly fortune tellers. The game is too strong. (laughs) By the way, uh, if you do happen to find the source of all the magic in the valley, uh, which is our ley lines, make sure that you do the one thing I sent you there to do and recharge them. By the way, there's absolutely zero chance of anything bad happening to you there. I think you're perfectly fine. And there's no secret family history that we have to cover that may have forewarned you about the potential dangers going here. So, bye! Did they kill witches? Who hasn't? This is like you drop into conversation, Connor? <laughs> that you've killed people? I mean, we were talking about our body uh, counts, he right? hasn't. He hasn't killed people, Spencer. He's killed witches. <laughs> okay, so we have two potential murderers sitting here. These witches, while ecologically unfriendly, don't seem to be malicious in any way. They just seem wildly incompetent. I would say willfully reckless. And so he texts, turns to his ex-girlfriend, Hey, babe, you ever want to see the source of all magic in the valley? No. Come with me. No. Well, it wasn't really an option. What about that arranged marriage, huh? Uh, It didn't work out. It turns out she didn't like Seinfeld. It was a deal breaker for my family. (laughs) And so they're fucking driving up there. And he says, so uh, how did you get into magic anyway? And she says, oh, well, when I was a kid, I was playing with a bunch of flower petals. I made them float through the air. And it turned out it killed the petunia bush by sucking all life from it. And my mom, she just comes running out screaming. She's like, don't ever use magic again. And I guess ever since then, I've associated magic with death and misfortune and being yelled at. Uh, But But now my mother's not here to stop me. (laughs) <laughs> looking on the oh bright side God, this really is kind of a harry potter story as a child yes she did kill a few plants again going into that eco unfriendly territory but she's made up for it since then fletcher by uh what do you mean made up for everybody's it? turns into a plant before they die at some point <laughs> no they turn into vegetables connor that's the joke oh yeah it makes more sense now well i mean not all plants are vegetables if we're gonna yeah, what about specific fruits? here so actually <laughs> all vegetables are plants what about fruit yeah, what about fruits that are also <laughs> vegetables? Yeah, did she kill fruits? <laughs> and so they're up there on a night under a full moon, and they head into the creepy cave. And Vivi, she's like, oh, that's weird. There's a secret entrance up ahead that you walked right past. Yeah. They fucking walk in, and they're like, oh, man. Oh, do you see these weird purple pulsing lines of magical power? Purple power pulsing lines? 
Sounds like some shit from the Powerpuff Girls. No, no. It's it's instead like a well of magical energy that Reese is like, oh, that's weird. Also, this purple necklace that I'm wearing is glowing. That's possibly connected somehow. Anyway, let me cast my spell. But before that, let's get it on, babe. Are they going to have sex? Because when they walk into the cave, they don't have sex, but they both feel incredibly horny. Because at this point, we discover all magic has a physical component, and it can make you feel some emotion no matter what. Which I feel like two fully grown witches should have been aware of at some point in their training but apparently just never came up until now and like oh oh man we we almost we almost kissed that was so awkward anyway let me say these magic words and the ley lines crack open and a wave of deathly purple magic rushes out of the cave and down into the town yeah iridium yeah let's go whoops yeah so they got like the same color coding going on as basically every other witch based romantic story (laughs) of which there are are many are they gonna get some magical mutations no they don't so they don't mutate but the toys in the dumb witch shop do because they Aww. come alive and start terrorizing people uh madre quick hit me with the small soldiers cast the cool commando ones oh there's a uh, kip killigan major chip hazard brick bazooka uh which one had demolition as his mission oh uh, that would be nick nitro <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> who so, are the aliens they were fighting that had like ah, who cares <laughs> gorgonites or something anyway the important part is that these toys are alive and terrorizing people but so it's like chattering teeth that are i guess moving around on their own it actually deal. i can chatter my teeth too it actually doesn't sound too terrible. Like, they don't seem to be threatening them. But Reese walks in and holds up his hand and shoots a wave of fire out from his fingertips, exploding the toys in front of all the tourists. Oh, right. They were made of butane. And so he's like, oh, oh, well, what was I supposed to do? Anyway, good good <laughs> thing I had this lighter with me, folks. Well, looks anyway, like a clean kill to me. Must be some bad circuits in these toys. Uh, don't worry, though. I'm certain that they're working out the problems at the shipment plant now. Anyway, bye. And they lock up the shops as, like, the... <laughs> The whole place is just coming to life. And then their Aunt Elaine comes in. The whole place lights up with a bright white light that just explodes everything. And she says, oh, dear me, did I do that? Oh, Aunt Urkel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, in that case, let me just tell you that my magic has never acted funky before. So if, if you two release some kind of magical wave of death and destruction upon this town, well, what do I always say? Yes, Auntie, you always say... Don't mix vodka with witchcraft. That's right. So let's sleep on this and talk about it more in the morning. <laughs> yeah, question though, Auntie. What if I did do that thing we'll you said? T- we'll talk about it in the morning and they all decide to go take a sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. So they get up and then the cat is talking and it only says one word the entire book, which Salem. is- Salem. No, it's treats. It Aww. just says treats. And uh, Do they give it treats? Well, I, I imagine it more of like a Jeff Foxworthy type of cat. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't give me treats, you might be my bitch of an owner. <laughs> <laughs> he seems awfully drunk for a cat. <laughs> well, you know, vodka and magic. <laughs> Cats get a pass. <laughs> so they are talking about how are we going to break this curse? And they say, you know, Reese, he did something when he fired up the ley lines. Maybe uh, the curse that was in him got into the ley lines that then spread out throughout the entire town. And Vivi says, yeah, that's probably it. Anyway, I got to go to work. I got to go teach a class today. And uh, they all say, are you sure about that one? And she says, yes, we have to maintain our proper cover. We can't let anyone know anything's wrong. Take a sick day, you bitch. We're not on union shop, Connor. I can't. You get a sick day. Connor, I'm going to take that sick day from the sick bank. Yeah, I I, I don't want to waste it on a dumb (laughs) curse-breaking day. I need that for my vacation. (laughs) 
And so Reese is like, yep, that pretty much makes sense to me. I guess I'll go hang out with Vivian. We'll see what we can look at into breaking curses. Anyway, it's weird that you guys cursed me. Because I skipped her other part where she says, okay, you're going to find this really funny, but I may have put a curse on you, and I'm not sure how to get rid of it. And they have a good laugh about that. And they're like, well, time to go to the forbidden section of the library. (laughs) I guess it's not my curse anymore now, is it? Well, that's the secret to getting rid of your problem, Madre. If it's a big enough problem, people have to take care of it. So the key is to make it everyone's problem. (laughs) Kind of like Erin Sterling did when she wrote this book in the first place (laughs) and put it out into the world. And so they go into this sneaky portion because Vivi doesn't like talking to the other witches and... uh, it turns out that Reese actually can't read Latin. He joked around too much in his magical homeschool. So he's reading through this big book. Uh, it, let's see, the Maleficarum Amaglamum or something. And Amaglamum. Six Semper Tyrannus. There's a good quote. <laughs> Vini uh, Vidi Vici. Yeah, party like it's 1999. I thought it was 1984. <laughs> <laughs> what? Isn't yeah, Orwell, like, the party. Isn't it like it's Didn't party you like go, Spencer? Yeah, it was that. An, so Animal I was Farm. waiting for Bowling for Soup. <laughs> 1984. Reese is... Five. <laughs> 1985 is the song, Fletcher. <laughs> Reese is attempting to read the book, and he goes ahead and calls his brother, and his brother says... Are you staying with the witches that put a curse on you that interrupted your entire life? Wait, you knew about that? I do, just because you just told me. Uh, so I'm just like questioning your decision to stay there, having the same information as you right now. I'm just like wondering what your thought process might be on this one, little bro. Thought it'd be badass. Closest from danger, furthest from harm. Right, but they've already proven themselves to be insanely dangerous and harmful. Like, you actually just spread your harm to an entire town is what I'm trying to make make you understand here. But isn't that all witches? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty stupid. Anyway, here's uh, what you're, like, trying to get translated. And it's interesting because nothing in this big magical book says anything about breaking curses. Just how to put them on people. And while they're talking... Vivi shows back up and she says, Reese, I don't know how I can stay away from you any longer. I simply must kiss you. And they lean in for a romantic gesture. Well, a ghost shows up and interrupts them. A ghost from the 90s, Connor. (laughs) Good. Rad. You guys gonna kiss? (laughs) Yo, that's tubular, bro. Oh, shit. This is just like my favorite movie. Which one? I'm not quite certain. <laughs> Point break, probably. Uh, it could be The Breakfast Club. Well, what certain. about Hackers with Matthew Lillard? Yeah, I am definitely from the 90s because I've got my Nirvana t-shirt. I've got my Converse on with like Sharpies all over it. And I'm also floating and glowing blue, which is how you know I'm a ghost. I mean, he's just kind of describing people that I see every day. So they go and they're like, hey, ghost. What's going on? And she's like, Pin Hollow, you are cursed. Yeah, I got yeah. that. What's yeah. new? And then she throws him across the room psychically with her mind. And oh, flies. that's what's new. <laughs> okay. Big deal. What's a ghost going to do to me? <laughs> ah, luckily, these nice soft books cushioned my fall. <laughs> Connor, no, you fool. You've fallen right into the classics department. <laughs> oh, they're all thick. You got to pull out a farewell to arms from between your shoulder blades. It's stuck. <laughs> I fell down in the scratch and sniff books. <laughs> Wait, what? A whole section of them. <laughs> what kind of libraries do you go to? <laughs> oh, shit. Madre, no. He's right next to the Garfield section. <laughs> We're never going to be able to get him out of there. <laughs> uh, dude, what's normal going to do this time? <laughs> they call this a curse? 
<laughs> and so they're like, oh, that was spooky. Anyway, we have to go talk to the head of the witchery department, Dr. Arbuthnot or something to that effect. Sure, book name nonsense. <laughs> well, Reese is like, that's so weird. It felt like that ghost hated me. After she psychically threw me across the room, I managed to pick up on that subtle detail. I'm a, something of a womanizer, you understand. The finer points of the female <laughs> mind are like an open book to me. Pardon the pun. I think that's just the impression you leave on people. No, I'm very charming. Are you trying to as say the book that you open says. people up? Uh, only with magic. And anyway, they're like, <laughs> yeah, so this is like Harper McLeod. She was a student here in the 90s. She was also a powerful witch. Did she OD? No, one day. Well, this is a funny <laughs> Damn, story. Connor. So she went and she tried to summon a powerful demon which ripped her soul out and sacrificed herself to it. Wait, and if, she still, if it took her soul, then why is she still a ghost? Souls and ghosts are different, as no, we the, all know. That's, that's, <laughs> The spirit is not the soul. What kind of magic system are you running here? As we all are well aware no, from our extensive witchery training. The spirit's like the body or something. No, the spirit is the soul. Uh. I will not be moved from this mountain. <laughs> and so anyway, she get she got killed and her well what we do when people die to dark magic is we forcibly bind their ghost and then we seal it away for all eternity as we as is standard operating practice. So only the evilest people get to live. <laughs> forever inside your structures yes How we harmlessly lock them away where they can do no further damage anyway it's up to you guys since you uh broke the town's magic to fix this bye now there's a just, lot of people who just exit the story a lot of delegating i'm fairly certain I, I, he could just get on a, a car and leave that would that wouldn't <laughs> get work on a car because you're, well I mean, it's gonna break down anyway <laughs> no, no point in strapping in no they have to go to the coffee cauldron which is the local coffee shop Ugh. everything's book is named after like witch crap i don't even drink coffee and i'd buy starbucks before well that they're sitting there discussing how are we going to solve this ghost problem i don't know i really don't have a plan and it's not that concerning to me anyway i'm more worried about the classes i have to teach that are coming up i have notes to take wait and so i'm the foreigner but you live here and you're disinterested. Ah, it'll work. These things have a tendency to work themselves out in the long run. There's no reason to worry too much about it. Will it have a long-lasting effect? Well, ne right, yes. ne right next to them, a guy immediately keels over and he's paralyzed. <laughs> Uh, they walk up like normal. I mean, eventually everyone's gonna die, and then it won't be a problem. No, they run up and they're like, "Hey, barista, you're a witch, aren't you?" And she's like, "Why, yes, I am, and I sell potions here too." Well, that's concise. Okay. That was that was quick. Yes, uh, and oh, are you a witch too? I know you teach the normie classes, but I didn't, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I didn't know that you were also a witch. That's very shocking to me. And then Vivi gets very What's upset. The barista's name, Spencer, Tiffany. Fuck. <laughs> no, it's gonna be something dumb because we got. He doesn't BB, know. He Glenny. doesn't know. No, I want to say it's like Hollow. Samantha or something. You'll never hey, know. Hey, that's Spencer. a normal name. Yeah, I'm not going back through this book. I I can name her the fuck I want. You know, I think her name's gonna be <laughs> Royal McDoyle, the best barista this side of the Leaky Cauldron. We call her RMD for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tested out these potions on people. She made her own. I don't know. I guess witchy Viagra that she sells to people who stop lame. in. And because Vivi's like, oh, I see what it was supposed to do to his penis. It did to his entire body. That's a, Make it a minor hiccup. So where's all his blood then? 
Uh, he's currently having a hemorrhagic stroke, but oh, fantastic! <laughs> that guy, yeah, you can survive that though, right? That guy gets wheeled off, and he's just not a problem anymore because the whole town's <laughs> magic is just going crazy. Oh, he's not a problem to anyone anymore. <laughs> no, so they, they're like, "There's just nothing we can do about this. Better go to class." And so Vivi goes to her office, and she's just looking around, trying to put together a presentation on the feudal system. And she has two notes. She has peasants question mark and then she has castles and i think that's about all you need to cover it so this does sound like a college professor she's qualified to teach that class (laughs) i mean she has her masters maybe really it's no harder than having a podcast you just have a more captive audience (laughs) and so vivi she's sitting there talking with reese and amanda carter walks in who's a girl in blue jeans and a like on a sweater i guess and she's like what's up bro anyway i'm from the witchery department and i'm here to help you with your ghost problem now ghost there's a few things you got to know. You got to rock him and shock him, baby. Lock and load. <laughs> hit him hard. Hit him low. That's what I always say. Anyway, here, have this magical cursed candle worth literally thousands of dollars that we just had lying around. It's called a Eurydice candle. You're going to light that bad boy up and that ghost lights are out. And that's a guarantee from the witchery department. Anyway, don't look into my credentials at all. You can just assume I'm telling the truth. Bye now. Why do I got to do it? Why did why does everyone just step in for like a page and then immediately step out? Oh, what happens if I eat the candle? Because she doesn't have any like skills, I guess. So people with skills have to come in, but she has to do it. Oh, and before I leave, I guess I should mention also there's a secret cabin that the Harper McLeod was living in while she was performing her darkest rituals imaginable to man and God. And uh, you should probably go check there. Find a ritual, light the candle, it'll suck her soul slash ghost into the candle. Is yeah, this, but what happens is if the, the candle DM breaks? Railroading me? <laughs> you fucking need it with Vivian. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Oh, she's Fletcher. That's what it reminds me of. This bitch is just Fletcher. Nah, I gotta go to work, bro. <laughs> Look, <laughs> the man. The town is literally taken over by ghosts. <laughs> Look, yeah, man. I got a presentation. <laughs> I can't be here all day fighting ghosts. I got my thesis to do. You don't know what it's like being a PhD candidate. I got a lot of shit PhD on my plate. PhD candidate. And so they're like, okay, time to go to a haunted house. And they're sneaking around looking for this magical altar from the 90s that they think might still be there. Uh, And a student shows up. And she's like, wait a minute, that's Hainsley. He's failing my class because he's a dirty cheater. And they're like, oh, no. He's cheating and failing. (laughs) He's not a very good cheater. That's That's why I'm failing him. He's bad at cheating. (laughs) And so they're like, what can we possibly do? I can't allow my student to see me here. And they're like, he's like, why not? Like, I mean, they're here too. And she's like, this is a popular hangout spot to have sex. I can't have my students thinking of me as a sexual being. Quickly, hide in this closet with me. Can't you just kill the kid? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Straight out of the nineties. I mean, that solve her problem. And so they quickly go and they hide in the closet as this guy who apparently she just doesn't like shows up. Is like, come on, it'll be cool to have sex in a haunted house. Doesn't this turn you on? The threat of constant death or being walked in on by other underclassmen? And she's like, hey, hey, not really. No. <laughs> What a stick in the mud. <laughs> and I, like, as they're leaving, like, I guess... What is this, a romance book? Come Reese, on. Reese and Vivi are, like, laughing at him, where she's like, you said it was going to be good last time, but it was only two minutes. You, Haha, you kind of suck. Well, I mean, a witch probably cursed me or something. <laughs> I mean, I was going to get that coffee, <laughs> but it knocked the other guy out. <laughs> you always talk about that coffee place and magic. It's kind of weird you know all about this stuff. Uh, oh, well, I guess. I guess we're going to leave the 
story like every other character who's wandered in in the last 200 pages. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a man have a hemorrhagic stroke. <laughs> and so they come, like, they're in the closet heavily making out because they're like, oh, we're trapped so close together. There's no way I can control my urges as a 30 year old grown adult. Ah, they're- surrounded by the smell of bleach and. They're actually surrounded by dark magic runes because, like, they look around and, and in a ooh. closet. <laughs> yes, in the closet was where she had her dark shrine because there's like I don't know, maybe human blood, maybe just sharpie etched all over the walls and satanic runes and I rituals. Smell the lamb's blood. Kiss me. Damn it, Madre. This always. This is why we stopped inviting you to the satanic rituals. You always started the orgy way too early. You didn't even let us get to the orders. There's a physical component. All right, I'm a physical being, Madre. You know I. Want I want my mozzarella sticks. That's it. <laughs> There's a physical component to this as well. That's it. You're out of the you're out of the eyes wide shut club. You're out, Connor. How do you feel about joining our secret society of buffet enjoyers? I wouldn't do I it mean, if I were you. I guess Fallout Boy's okay. All right, I'm leaving. Madre You'll never be physical enough to replace me. Madre, do you want to start our own little like uh, cult thing? Whoa, hey man, look, <laughs> I, I was down for the weird nameless sex, but whatever you're proposing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you put a name on it, it just feels different, you know? I, he doesn't like to be tied down like that. Much like this ghost isn't going to like to be tied down when they light up the candle and she appears magically confused saying, Oh, Penhollow, you have been cursed. And they're like, yeah, we know that. <laughs> Duh. And, she, and the ghost is like, no, it's a different kind of curse. It's unrelated to whatever you think you did. You didn't do it anyway. Ah, uh, she sucked into the candle. Thanks for clearing what? that up, I guess. And then they think maybe we should have like questioned her or something before like ripping her soul forcefully into a bonding ceremony that she won't be able to escape for all eternity. So just, it is her soul. Wait, <laughs> can't they just crack the I candle? I meant her ghost. Sorry, I use those terms interchangeably. No, they can't. Uh, Why not? It's impossible to break or something. Not to be confused with her essence, which is a separate being. Can you just burn it out? Well, Connor, if you ever looked at, uh, let's let's give an example, say, the uh, the Mistborn series. So you have investiture, <laughs> soul, mind, spirit, thoughts, presence. You know, it's all so different. So her soul is gone, but the mind is still here. Fire, the idea, water, wood. Metal. Pennies, nickels, quarters. <laughs> Wax, Wayne. Yeah, yeah, whatever. What about the half dollars? A dark art that was never meant to be released from the caves, Fletcher. And so they're like, okay, well, I guess we successfully captured a ghost and solved every problem in this book. Time to go have sex. And they wander down to Aunt Elaine's shop and start having sex. And they're like, yeah, we're pretty great witches, I suppose. Nothing more to do. I hate everyone in this book. <laughs> Most of the work was done for you. Yep, the curse is definitely solved, and that's the last thing we need to worry about. Well, anyway, they go ahead and they give the candle to, quote-unquote, Amanda, and she's like, thanks for the magical relic. Which Why did your Amanda? eyes just flash red? Well, and then she starts... Have you ever notice how she always carries around her pog collection and can of surge with her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that she keeps talking about Molly Ringwall and Gorbachev. And she was in line skating through the halls. <laughs> out of my way, out of my way. I got a cursed candle here. And she's like, bye now. And then she walks away like in the complete opposite direction of the witchery department. And Vivi says, oh, well, that's kind of weird. She oh, must well. be getting lunch. I gotta, go, I gotta go teach class. And so she goes, and after <laughs> After class, Dr. Abithniger Pop shows back up. <laughs> and what? Yeah, whatever the fuck this witched head's name is. Can you believe Spencer didn't give the respect this book deserves? Her name is literally 
Arbuthrop or something. Can you believe he didn't even take the time to remember Her name the is Heartthrob? No, it's, yeah, okay, Heartthrob <laughs> and fucking Royal McDoyle or whatever. <laughs> R&D, the late great R&D. We've been over this, Spencer. Well, she's like, Vivi, we have to talk about the fact you just gave away a powerful relic, you absolute moron. Eh. And she's eh. like, what about... and so gavin he's chilling in his like mountainside estate which is also extremely gothic on the inside he has 18th century oil paintings and candelabras hanging from the walls is there any poor people in this small hamlet we don't like to focus on the uglies or the normies as i call them listen it's a university town madre you got everyone in the in the university then yeah everyone in the university is poor all the teachers all the students (laughs) And so, anyway, Vivi shows up, and she's like, oh my gosh, that person that gave us the magical relic we didn't question or even bother sending an email about, her name isn't Amanda. It's Tamison Bly. Tamison Bly. I'm, I was just watching Madre's reaction as his eyes roll into the back of his head. Tamison? And she's like, yes, she's a famous con artist, well-known around the area. See, it was too good to be true. I couldn't get an Amanda. Wait, It was secretly a Tamison. But... Didn't she give them the candle? Yeah, but it trapped the power. How, it trapped the spirit did, of a powerful witch, and then they gave the spirit trapped in the candle back to how her. How do you survive as a well-known <laughs> local con man witch? She's known for stealing witch artifacts and selling them. Why has she not been imprisoned by the council? We don't have that kind of power. But you have the power to let her keep taking your stuff? We don't know where she is. Use magic. <laughs> we didn't think about that. She stole our magical yeah. scrying mirrors. <laughs> yeah, we can't use magic because the magic in town is wonky right now. Hire a bounty hunter. <laughs> Wait, so that's that's Wait. the only like step you go. You don't even bother like checking. If magic them. doesn't work, <laughs> fucking pay someone to Does track her down. Does that mean that we can get Dog the Bounty Hunter to track down <laughs> witches? Yeah, he sprays them with witch maze. <laughs> yeah. I can get on board. Wait, so it's Dog the Bounty Hunter and like a fucking corn cob hat or whatever the hell it's called? Yeah, Wish Hunter. Yeah, dog He's got like buckles hunter. on his shoes. <laughs> All right, we got a hit on a witch. Anyway, this one's pretty dangerous. I'm coming fully armed. This right here, Witch Mace. Spray a woman with this. She'll be crying and asking for directions to the nearest food place that she doesn't actually want to go eat at for the next three hours. Yeah, like the Black Cauldron or whatever it was the called. The Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron? Connor, you're confusing Disney <laughs> movies with local coffee shops again. This always happens with What's you. What's the difference? <laughs> Quite a few <laughs> things, actually. No, I'm hearing Connor out, actually, here. <laughs> okay, so Vivi, a.k.a. Fletcher, she's <laughs> like, okay, I'm having such a bad time knowing that I'm such a screw-up that I might have just gave a powerful magical relic to someone who's going to sell it off to the highest bidder. Anyway, do you want to have sex? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I would, actually. That always makes me feel feel better and uh she's like your house is so creepy what's in here he's like that that's the master bedroom but you must never go in there Why anyway not? let me show you around and so he walks so around. you didn't take the master bedroom he's not the master of the house that is true he says he sleeps on the couch because the master bedroom scares him uh he walked not <laughs> even a guest bedroom no we don't have the, one the of ghost put you in the dog house they didn't have guests it's before. a one bedroom mansion <laughs> <laughs> on top is of it all staircases <laughs> behold the tallest tower on the highest mountain it has one bed and it's approximately five feet off the floor. Now Half that, bath. That's a bachelor pad. <laughs> That'll, the rent's only 1600 a week. 
What's the house that just kept being built? Like the Remington House or something? Winchester, Winchester House. Winchester House. It was the Ronald McDonald Home for Children. That's right. Because they had to keep expanding it <laughs> as the children got fatter and fatter. And they just needed more space. You'd be surprised. I actually wouldn't be. I've seen the ingredients. Just like I wouldn't be surprised at what happens next when they have long, disgusting sex that I'm not going to regale you with here. It's gross, and they use a lot of nouns and verbs that should never have been put together. Give us your favorite line. No, I'm not going to... I won't hit you with the sex, Connor, but I will tell you, uh, it's at this point that uh, Reese, and I just noticed that I am uh, started calling him Gavin in my notes because he's so similar to another Reese that we're well aware of from... Please hear our earlier episodes. The boss witch. Uh, so Reese, he's like, she wandered, and wherever she went, my cock followed. I don't like that one. That is a is, no go. I, what, what do we call that again, Butcher? Simping? We got a that's, simpler? Dude, that's like hard simp activity, bro. No, it's even worse than that because of the sex that does happen in this book, which is like five or six times. Which is never on a bed, apparently. 99 put on the couch. 99%. It is actually never on a bed. It's in weird spots like closets and shit. Ooh. Like it's like it's oh. it is just him giving her oral sex every That's single it? time. That is the sex that happens, and he is so weirdly into it that I. This is part of the reason why I had to keep stopping. Uh, it if it lasts that long, I don't know if what you're doing is working. No, this- well, that happens, and then they're like, okay, well, the ghost is, I guess, in the wind. There's nothing we can do. Let's go to a Halloween festival. So they go down to town and they start having candied apples. Oh. Of course, it's Halloween. It's always Halloween. <laughs> well, no, first it was the Founders Day. This is the pre-Halloween festival. Yes, October 28th, Founders Day. Yeah, no, it was like October 15th or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, can you believe we've been in town a whole two weeks? Well, the, actually, yes. Yeah. So there's like some time skips that go on. Where there's like, uh, a, there, So there's a couple weeks where they don't do anything but have sex, and they're talking about what a great wow, time they're having. Oh, no. What? <laughs> I want to say it's at least two full weeks time nope. skips. Of and, nothing but oral <laughs> <laughs> what did you get tired of that? Man, man has a job. I can go through a jaw stopper. Job stopper. Well, you know, like you know, uh, what, through what Connor is getting at is that Reese obviously practiced on Willy Wonka's everlasting cob stopper, another British invention. It helps that his deformed, inbred chin is fucking malformed in such a way that he doesn't have to work as hard as the rest of us. Anyway, they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. We're having a party. Gwen is still there, and she's like, you're still a dickbag, even if my cousin does like you. Anyway, would you like a tarot reading? Let's see. And, oh, look, it's the emperor, and it's drawn exactly like your dad. And he's like, my father. So does that mean his dad's like the emperor or something? Well, she's like, it means order, rules, structure, all that lame stuff we hate as witches. You're 30 years old! Wait, so you made a custom tarot... Is this the custom tarot deck? Yes, it's another... Actually, but another custom tarot another deck. Another custom tarot deck. This is what I do in my free time running a witch shop. Now, we don't have a lot of customers for some reason. Why, why, so in, is, why is my face in this tarot deck? That's weird, Madre. I'm looking through here. This is actually just pictures of you taken with a telephoto lens <laughs> and slapped on some cardboard. And they'd all just say the tower. <laughs> I think his girlfriend might be trying to tell him something. I I, I decline my reading. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, hey, no takesy-backsies. <laughs> First rule of magic. That's why the curse can't be gotten rid of. And so anyway, the uh, like dad shows up. He's like, my name is Simon, and I'm here because you curse my son you harlots you charcuterie boards 
because all you are is a place to put sausage. Because Ooh, I am a Jesus. I am a misogynist. No, the cheese doesn't work with this analogy. <laughs> Just know that I think less of you because you're a woman. I actually, love crackers. I actually like the Ritz crackers that are on. Yes, I, yeah, we you're have have all crackers. crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I am the original Welshman. <laughs> so I can drop that hard C on y'all. Are you just going to let him do that, Connor? I mean, I can't. He's speaking he's uh, the truth. That's get, a hard bar. Get flexed on before I go back to my <laughs> mansion. And anyway, he's like, so uh, are you going to uncurse my son? Oh, you don't know how? Well, of course not because you're all idiots. A curse can only be lifted in a very specific way that's unique to the curse, as any true witch should know. How? I'm not quite certain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warlock. Yeah, not a not true a witch. witch. Uh, he hit some with the warlock, not witch earlier. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Because he's like, don't call me a witch, son. We're warlocks. Much like my favorite actor, Julian Sands, rest in peace, <laughs> from the hit movie, Ernest Goes to the Camp. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't hold it together. It's big in Wales, though. <laughs> it was a different version we got in Wales. Julian Sands plays Ernest, the delightful camp counselor who teaches children not only to use their magic General, for evil. It be Julian goes to camp? He's no. playing Ernest. Isn't Ernest the big guy who has the weird eyes or something he's like he has the i guess he kind of walks like that he's making a motion of Ernest uh, trademark saunter i guess and this works because Ernest was from the 90s which is where all ghosts are from as we all know again as witches <laughs> when did ghostbusters come out 80s that was just a movie anyway <laughs> uh, the we, so we have to capture and, and then we can question this ghost or something anyway reese i came to say you suck and then vivi gets up and she's like yeah we may sell fake crystals and fake grimoires and fake broomsticks. <laughs> the customers looking over. <laughs> and we sell fake magical artifacts and fake maps around town to fake locations that With we our set fake up. fake diplomas. <laughs> but no. you know what? We still managed to curse your son, didn't we? Hmm. Okay. That's not a, that's not a gotcha. That's and not then, a and then That's get, not a public service. Well, Reese gets up and he, he says... I'm so attracted to you right now, standing up to my father like that. You did curse me. You are a powerful witch. You fucking rug. He's <laughs> such a sip. He is. He has literally a less goddamn doormat. He has <laughs> less backbone than a moray eel. This man is spineless. You're, he's literally a phytoplankton. But it's okay because the next day he finally gets an idea. He calls his brother and he's like, "Hey, can you go ahead and track Tamison Bly with magic for me?" He's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty easy spell, actually. She's two towns over." And they're like, "Make it far in the two weeks I was having sex." Uh, we talk about that later. Uh, so they go ahead and they hop in their car and he's like, ha ha, I have a travel mug for you. Let's go get a ghost back. So they drive down, they find him in the hotel, they walk in and he's, he has a genius plan here. He puts on his best Welsh accent and he walks up and he says, hit me with a Brazilian madre. A Brazilian? This yeah. is Brazil. <laughs> That's Jamaica. <laughs> this is Jamaican in Brazil. <laughs> I can't do a Brazilian accent. I need your help, Madre. This bit is dying on the vine. Why Come you on, choose Brazil. No, no. Give him time, Fletcher. I got let's this. Let, let's let it sort itself out. No, I can do this. I can do this. Jam on. I'm from Brazil. All right, but we got to do it like, hey there, Jim. Hey, hey guan, there. Guan, guan, Jim. Guan, uh, guan. My name's Ernest. Guan, guan, brother. I'm a, I'm a Reese. I'm a Reese from Wales. I'm here looking for my friend. Her name is Thomas and Bly. She got the sick eye. 
ass candle man. She got one of those Yankee candle bitches. Never heard uh, of her. I, I only know about a girl named Amanda who checked in two nights ago. Yeah, that's what I said. Amanda, two nights ago. Anyway, what's her room number and could we get a key? And when is she in her room? Just so I know. I don't want to interrupt her sleeping, man. Well, since you're such a kind, personable stranger, here you go. No, actually, Tamison runs down the stairs and says, Oh, my two friends, I'm so glad you're here. Come with me up to my room. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, I didn't even, really need to put on was, that accent then. That was a lot easier. That's than a little I embarrassing. <laughs> well, I will say I feel like quite the fool after that performance. <laughs> but they go up and they're like, "I'm so glad you guys are here. First of all, I should say I'm sorry, and I was gonna make up a lie about saying I needed money for my grandma. Punch her in the face. But really, I just wanted a bunch of money, and so that's respectable. <laughs> I'm glad Fletcher accepts it. So anyway, this candle, it's like uber cursed and y'all are gonna have to help me fix this oh i'm sorry i'm not in the fixing things department yeah if we could fix curses we wouldn't be in this mess in the first place but uh money you know that's good uh so anyway they look over and the candle is now pulsing purple and black and sucking all the heat out of the nearby air around it cool dark light yeah slowly growing every day it's kind of like a mass of dark energy it's a ray can't they just like throw it into like some ocean or something your plan <laughs> is to take the nuclear bomb of magic and throw it into the ocean well, well you don't mean, want to poison the groundwater yeah Spencer. you don't want to poison the groundwater so you'll poison the ocean <laughs> the ocean's big it's It'll already poisoned once again witches are not eco-friendly <laughs> so they go ahead they take the candles because she's like oh yeah take it that's great I was I couldn't find a, some way to get rid of it anyway they're like, we do this at great personal cost. Anyway, Vivi, would you like to go have sex again? We could rent a room while we're here. Did you, do you really need to go that far? Yes. How much money does he have? Did they curse this man's libido? <laughs> so they go ahead and they go back to town and it's there that their Aunt Elaine says, yes, you have to wait until night to do this performance. We're going to light up the candle, release the ghost, and then we're going to do something so that it can be bound. And so they wait until midnight and they're there and they're pumpkin pajamas and they release the ghost of the dead girl whose soul was forcibly ripped from her body how are you doing you still you still saying uh, how did they release her Radical. they light the candle that just releases them yeah and it pops up and she's like "Ooh, i'm a ghost of the 90s past buy my beanie babies they're a good investment <laughs> anyway what do you want from me i'm just a ghost we want to know, why are you a ghost or something? Yep, that's a good line of questioning. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what, ab what about my boyfriend? You said he was cursed? Yes, he's a pin hollow. And they're assholes. And the original Pin Hollow, he stole the magic of your ancestor, Eobid Jones. And she was the most powerful witch in town. And he stole her magic to use the ley lines to make it his town. And so he's a bad dude. Wait, all you have to do to control a town is go to their magical Yes, ley lines. you had you to make ley lines. And, okay. And he's bad because of that. Let me possess you really fast and you can just get a memory flashback. Ah, yep, it's all there. Eobid yep. Jones. And it, yep, it all checks out. Uh, and then it's like, oh, yep, she tried to summon Eobid Jones so that Eobid Jones could get her revenge <laughs> upon the town, but the spirit was too powerful and it forcibly ripped the magic and her soul, which is not her ghost, spirit. from her body. <laughs> and that's how she got trapped <laughs> as a dark spirit. And she's like, yes, and the whole town will die now, which is 
fair and just punishment for someone from the fucking 1790s being cheated. I'm fairly the su- 1790s <laughs> radical, bro. <laughs> I'm fairly certain if you want to kill a town, all you have to do is cause one little train accident. <laughs> no, it's even dumber than that because this is really only going to affect witches. Apparently, if you just don't do magic, it's not going to backfire. But who could give up such sweet power? Anyway, I'm going to fade out of the story now like every other character. Goodbye. Okay, so wait, you're saying I'll die if I have magic, right? Let me fade back in. Yes. Okay, but Time I, enough to have magic infused sex over top this candle, I guess. But I really like magic. Then you're doomed. Also, your boyfriend's going to die on Halloween unless you can summon Eobard Jones and convince her. Also, the reason that he's cursed is you did a blood curse when you said all those things and summoned the power of your ancestor, just in case you were wondering. Okay, how do I summon my ancestor? Call him up or something. <laughs> Madre, hand me the phone. Let's see his phone book here. Oh, let's, Jones, let's see. Jones. Hey, wait a minute. I'm checking recent calls. You didn't check 411, Connor. <laughs> That's a callback. Literally. <laughs> Obviously. We were planning the miscommunication. We've been digging all damn week in this fucking hellhole of a magic shit pile town. Look, they won't even locate locally water lines anyway, so. Listen, Spencer. I've made some mistakes. You've made some mostly mistakes. You, mostly you <laughs> have made mistakes. What's important <laughs> is that we come together to finish the project. Yeah, we on need to. Come together. Which right good thing now. too, because you're gonna need another 500 feet of ley line to get around this ridge. And we go ahead, and we just kind of fast forward to them having more sex. Uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> he's like, we only stop for the important things. Spencer, is this erotica? Did you just bring an erotica book to this podcast? It didn't become it until the last half. I will say that. But after that, yes. Fortunately, Connor, we have the power to skip all over that and get to the juicy bits. Like when they summon their ancestor in a giant circle How at do night, they, do that? Uh, they just kind of call it up. And oh, okay. yeah, then the ancestor ghost pops up and says, yes, my magic was ripped from me by his ancestor, Gavin or something, Glenantine. You just brought that in from the other book. <laughs> no. Spencer, give me another name that isn't Gavin. There need uh, Davin. This, <laughs> this book needs a glossary. It needs someone to take actual notes, but that's not going to happen because I'm confident no one could make it through this awake. And they summon up the ghost and immediately the ghost says, yes, I'm going to kill him and the town tomorrow when my power is at its zenith. Ha ha ha. And then all of you deserve to die because I got murdered. Why don't they just pull out the candle now? It's a different ghost. It doesn't work like that now. (laughs) (laughs) They they only had the one candle. Okay. They ran out. Now they're stuck on Glade fucking scratch and sniffs. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, our scratch and sniff collection was destroyed (laughs) in a freak library accident. I wonder who could have ever been the cause of that. (laughs) Anyway, we're still sorting out the Garfield, so (laughs) we're not quite certain when we'll have the collection back up and running. Certainly not before Halloween tomorrow night. And they go ahead and they're like, okay, well, you really weren't helpful. Bye now. And they're like, actually, we can just, I suppose, clean up the ley lines and that would solve this whole problem because I feel confident in my abilities to do that now. And so Vivi walks up and fixes all the ley lines while Gavin stays on the outside of the cave. The the girls actually go in and like form a coven to fix it and like yes and now they're our ley lines and our magic power is the town good then i can go back home to wales and leave this shithole state <laughs> with this shithole people congratulations it's yours that's way too spineful to be our hero <laughs> let me just let me just sell my mansion for millions of dollars and go live a nice life i don't Bye. know i don't know if you can get millions with a one bedroom fucking 
mansion. No, what he does instead is he pokes his head around the cave where he was hiding. Are you girls done in there? I, is it safe for me to come out yet? And they're like, yes, it's fine, Reese. You're okay. And that's how they save the day, Connor. The town is fixed. They actually could have just apparently done it from the oh, very Oh, this start. town is not fixed, <laughs> Spencer. Yeah, until somebody else dies and they decide to hold a 200-year grudge or so. Anyway, they go and they have sex. <laughs> and then it's like the last time, and Reese is like, I have to go back to Wales. Our lives, they're too different, Vivi. You are a no, brilliant no, professor. Don't break up with her again. <laughs> no, I can't go through this again. Well, 200 years, Earth timer. <laughs> and she's like, yes, we can leave as friends. After all, I'm going to start teaching magic classes at the university, so... in addition to my history. I thought the next day would have been Eobard Thon's like that, like zenith for her powers, right? So why doesn't she just like kill them? Oh, okay, so you're on the ley line. So instead of instead of saying the name of the person, Fletcher, <laughs> you just actually called her the Reverse Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that's clear to you before we continue, as the first of many issues I have with your commentary. Okay, moving on. The, the second issue I have with this commentary is the fact that I explained they went and fixed the problem that you kind of just seem to gloss right over. <laughs> But I thought she was a ghost anyway. Okay, okay. So, so you knew it was a she, and you still called her by the Reverse Flash's full name. That's the question I got here. You knew what he was going for, didn't you, Spencer? He clearly communicated what he meant to say. Oh no, I'm well aware, Connor, because I started calling her that a little bit near the end of the story, and I corrected myself, and I thought Fletcher would have a little more self-control. No, no, no. I don't know why. Well, anyway, she's hanging around the university after he's gone back and she sees our fucking pin hollow our pin hollow on the fucking door she's like could it possibly be yes and he's like yes vivi i've come here to follow you so we can live our lives together because i can teach here because my family founded the place what do you teach we're going to get to that in the next applied sciences general studies i'm the general studies professor anyway we're going to live here happily ever after she's just like and then she says i want to go to wales and then the book kind of just really because i just (laughs) god damn it no i i came here (laughs) you ruined the jester you ruined it and that's the story of the x-hex we somehow fucking plowed our way through it It was a lot of dead bodies, mostly people drinking too much Vicodin. Don't Uh, forget sex. Yep, a lot of sex in there. But overall, I am actually going to give this book a 1 out of 10, Connor. (laughs) Ooh, I think that's the first one. That's That's the first one on the podcast. This is a landmark book. Something I never thought I would have to do. Because I thought, you know, if they finish the story, it's got to have some kind of merit to it, some kind of value. But no, this book literally has nothing. If you like the magic aspect, it never talks about that. If you like the romance, it never gets into that. They just start having sex at some point. The sex is the point. The story is just a framing device. No, because they just describe it grossly for one scene, and the rest of the time, she somehow stretches they had sex into five pages <laughs> without using any kind of verbiage. They're trying to draw the feminine what gaze. You just don't understand. Whatever happened to Sly Marbo or whatever the thief's That's name Sly Marbo? That's 40K. <laughs> what was her name again? You're talking uh, about the con woman? Yeah. No, okay, so her name was Sly Cooper because she was a thief. <laughs> like this really famous raccoon from a series of PlayStation games I know about. Or maybe it was Blythe Manor. Like, I remember we said Manor in there somewhere. Tasmania. I thought her name was Amanda. What was yeah. that? Uh, yeah, Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> yeah, but what happened to her after she gave him the candle? She, she left. 
like everyone, never like I'm going to do when I close no. this damn laptop. <laughs> Nobody faces justice. <laughs> no, I, I don't know who this book is for, and I don't know why it got sequels. It's just erotica, Spencer. No, it's not even erotica. It's I've just read erotica. bad erotica. This is, no, this isn't even bad erotica, because I've read that too. Spencer, this is bad erotica for women. Have you read erotica with better magic systems, though? You know where I'd rate this? You know those fanfiction.net uh, stories that get written? Like uh, like the like foreign page. Like a what pad story? Like Fifty Shades of Grey? Like say Harry Potter's Bone and Hermione Granger for 600 My pages. Immortal. My Immortal. Okay, yeah, so I'd put this maybe a step or two below that. <laughs> oh my god, that's bad. Oh, really? Oh, oh, well, oh I'm going to have to rethink my fucking grading scale then. Where, do, where does it rank in comparison to the Smash Brothers fanfiction? <laughs> you know, Connor's got a point here. What does it rank? Uh... Oh, it's pretty rank, all right? <laughs> Because this story, it stinks. I'm going to go so far as to say it stinks. Well, we have Sister's naysayer. Is there anyone that would care to support the novel, Fletcher? Uh, Funny how you ask for others to support it, Connor. So I'm, thought, I'm merely a moderator. I thought it was really cool when the reverse flash showed up, and then she said, <laughs> I'm going to kill you all, boo, spooky, and then she left. Yeah, she showed up, said, I'll kill you all, then faded back in through time as the reverse flashes are wont to do, and then she was dressed in all yellow. Maybe. Who knows? There wasn't much description about the ghost. It was just kind of she's how there. How are the ghosts described as being like ethereal? They glow blue. That's it? Yeah. So are they like normal? What do you mean? Are they fucking normal? <laughs> no, they're glowing. Does Dr. Manhattan look fucking normal to you? I mean, his body shape and stuff, but he doesn't flow. That's what, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, okay, unrealistic standards for one, because that man had a rippling washboard abs. Also, he does float. Uh, I always just, <laughs> I always kind of just zoned out of the abs, because I was really focused on his little like helium thing or whatever Okay, so you think people have helium symbols carved in their foreheads, like I everyone's would, some science version of Charles Manson? I would hope so. That sounds badass. I'd put mine as like fluorine. No, that, okay, so there's your support of this book connor that's the kind of person that supports the book are you happier knowing this i'm indifferent okay great madre you're with me right buddy this plot they had so much time to destroy the, the village that weeks of having sex is like by the way i'm gonna attack on halloween well it's a good thing it's the day before halloween then i guess we'll just fix that oh i, I didn't think about telling you of my master plan before you, you know, struck. We had a ghost that threw people with telekinesis i mean surely you could have done some pre-gaming also i may have forgotten to mention that i find it great that you two are in love it's sweet maybe i'm not all bad bye what <laughs> 200 years what grudging 200 years of oral for 200 years of a grudge <laughs> maybe that's why she's gonna let him live it's because even though his ancestor killed her and stole her magic a true alpha chad move a real red pill gamer moment <laughs> his descendant does nothing but give oral for weeks on end to her descendant and she sees it as a total win <laughs> you know that's a really supportive grandma <laughs> fletcher i'm gonna have to fire you okay i didn't want to have to do it but frankly between the reverse flash goof em up and that statement i think i got enough for hr to join me now i will say if you like witchy stories go ahead knock yourself out but be prepared to put this down quite literally knock yourself out you might have a better time you could probably imagine a better story but until next time when we regale you once again with only the finest of magical adventures class dismissed <laughs>